You're listening to episode 165 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Holy cannoli, friends. Can you believe that this is the last Wednesday of October? This month has zoomed by, and I'll tell you, for as long as 2020 has felt, I mean, a lot has happened, it actually is kind of going by kind of fast now that I look at it. Maybe it's because we've spent most of our time at home, right? So like the days feel long, the months are short. But I am already gearing up for the next round of energy forecasts. This time for 2021, I'm also putting in some extra finishing touches on some episodes for the rest of 2020. But if there's a topic or rabbit hole that you would like me to go down or explore in 2021, shoot me a message on social media at MindBizLife Tell me what you'd like to know or learn more about. And if there's a guest that you'd like me to bring back, I am always down and open to revisit a guest for a conversation to dive a little bit deeper. Speaking of conversations, there's no conversation today. I hate to break it to you, but you know I love showing up for these solo episodes with you. And today I am rocking a solo episode with good reason. You'll find out why partially in a moment. But before we get into that, I've got to share this week's review of the week. And it comes from the website from Shauna C. And it reads, the variety of guests on this show is bananas. I don't know how you keep finding these amazing guests, but keep them coming. Five stars for this podcast. Shauna C., I am incredibly blessed to have some amazing people from all over the world join me for these conversations. These conversations add so much value to my life, and I love knowing that they do the same for you. If you would like to be featured as our review of the week, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or similar, and I'll share your review. Okay, are you ready for this week's episode? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. I was originally going to do an episode on release and surrender with my dear friend, Shereel Turner, psychotherapist, but that episode is on hold because of something big in the works. I'm telling you, big. And that big little something, something actually led me to have a little bit of imposter syndrome. So then when, you know, I couldn't release the release and surrender or surrender and release rather episode today, I was like, great, I'll do one on imposter syndrome. But then I decided to push back that episode only because I can't quite share the whole story about this yet and how it all ties together or why I couldn't exactly release either episode, but I'll be able to share this entire story soon. It'll make a lot more sense in a few weeks, I promise. But then, of course, this entire calendar mess had me scrambling, and I was a little lost on what to push out this week. I could have moved up a guest, but it kind of created more work for me to change all the graphics and all of that, so I took some time to take my own advice. And, you know, this is actually why I journal, because I can look back, I can look at my own words as personal reminders, and one of the things I had written was actually for a Fuel Your Life Friday episode that happened not long ago when I was talking about content and what to do when you're out of content ideas. 
And one of my own tips was to reflect back on what happened in the past week and think about the events and the learning moments or even those aha moments that happen. And I don't know about you all, but recently every week has kind of felt like a doozy, so sometimes reflecting feels a little exhausting. But straight up, it is important because we all know how important that pause is, right? To just be. So as I was getting into reflection mode about my week, I actually hit self-realization mode first. And I thought about how sometimes I have this innate ability to believe so hard in myself and my abilities. And then other times I am filled with doubt. Like I have no clue what to teach these beautiful people. I don't have any good lessons. Nothing's happened to me worth sharing. That's the doubt, right? Like that's part of your ego actually. So I'll tell you, when I was having that thought sequence and it was going through my head, two words stood out to me, doubt and belief. And wouldn't you know, I had myself a little aha moment and it just kicked off the thought for today's episode. So let me kick it back to last Thursday. Let's, I'm going to take you way back to last week. When my kids were getting ready for school in the morning, my youngest, who was six, was just about ready. She was sitting on the couch getting her backpack together. Meanwhile, my oldest daughter, who will be 11 in a week and a half, was across the room at the kitchen. I honestly cannot remember what was being said to kind of spark this comment, but Christmas and Santa Claus came up. My youngest had made a remark about how she can't wait for Santa, while my oldest yells, there's no such thing as Santa! I honestly didn't even know what to say. It was so blunt and it caught me off guard as every year up until now, she's been a believer. I immediately said, what? You're not a believer? And she goes, parents eventually tell you that Santa is fake. I was shocked. All I could say in that moment was, well, I believe Now, I don't know about you, but when I found out about Santa, I was quite sad, heartbroken, actually. You see, that year, before Christmas, I was in the second grade, and I lobbied hard for Santa against this kid named Michael, who swore that Santa was fake in that same exact year, just a few days right before Christmas. It may have even been Christmas Eve or maybe the day before Christmas Eve. I found a present that my grandparents had brought to our house and it said to Lauren from Santa. And I just remember running into my room and I cried hysterically. And I remember feeling as if life was a lie. I actually had this moment when I first became a mom where I questioned introducing the whole Santa thing, but I embraced it because it also felt special. So I, I kind of was torn of like, I have this childhood wound of like, oh my gosh, Santa. And this like desire to make it special because I still remembered how special Santa felt when I thought it was a real person, right? Okay, so back to last Thursday. The kids leave for school and then I'm left with just a few options of how to handle this whole Santa thing with my oldest because it really had me shook. My first option was, Say nothing, (laughs) which didn't feel right. The second option, tell her she's right. 
and just kind of leave it at that. Again, didn't really feel right. The third option was practice what I preach, dig into my inner child, reflect on what the learning moment from this was, and deliver it in a way that not only aligned with me, but it aligned with her. Okay, I clearly went with option three. I mean, from the way I laid that out, if you didn't get that by now, I went with option three. So my oldest is a little bit more gullible in general. I'm unsure how many kids make it to 11. That's like fifth, sixth grade for most kids and still believe in the claws. But let me tell you, I have loved her belief. She has brought not only magic to Christmas, but to my life. She has a big heart. And she loves when I write her notes. Because she loves my notes as much as I love writing them, I wrote this sweet girl a letter and I told her that she's right. There is no Santa. But that's because Santa is bigger than any one person. I told her that I believe that Santa's purpose is to teach children to believe in things that they can't see or even touch, such as love and faith, but also belief belief in themselves and in others, in angels, in God. I went into some more detail about how it's part of our job to keep the Christmas magic flowing by not squashing the beliefs of others. Instead, she can now be part of Santa's team and help create joy and magic for not only her younger sister, but for all of the young children who believe. I let her know that this year she'll be included in some special missions and I told her that I hope she's as excited to keep the fun going as I was to keep it going when she was born. So I laid this note on her bed and after school when she got home and she had a chance to read it, she came out to me. I was in the living room. She came out with this huge smile on her face and she said, I'm so excited for Christmas. And she gave me a high five and I was just like, oh yeah, Team Santa. And in that moment, I felt my very own childhood wound heal. I don't know how my parents found out about Santa. And me finding out how I did wasn't even their fault. I mean, come on. There's no one to blame in a situation like this. But the magic was lost for me that day. And while maybe a little was lost for my daughter... It appears that more of it was actually kept alive. Here were two of my aha moments as a result of the seemingly ordinary day. The first, we can carry our own beliefs without squashing or putting down others for not having the same belief. Others can hold different beliefs than you. That doesn't make them wrong or you right any more than it makes them right and you wrong. Sometimes our beliefs shape and shift as we grow, mature, learn, explore, become more self-aware. And other times, our beliefs are engraved in us and we have very little wiggle room for abandoning that belief. This lesson has actually shown up a lot for me recently as I began to binge watch Star Trek The Next Generation. If you would have told me that I was watching this even a year ago, I would have laughed in your face because I believed at the time that Star Trek was lame and oh, look how that belief changed. Anyways, within Star Trek, I have really become to love and admire Patrick Stewart's character, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Jean-Luc has this amazing ability to lead, but he leads from the heart. One thing he is consistently faced with is the adversity of his crew. They are all different races from different planets with various cultural beliefs 
but Picard never tries to change the beliefs of his team or anyone else that he encounters. Instead, he takes the time to understand them. He takes a step back from himself and he leans into empathy. You can tell that he looks at it from a scope of, this is important to them. This is part of their identity. Versus, this isn't how I would do it. That's not right. When other members of his team struggle with acceptance of others' cultural and personal beliefs, he doesn't scold them in a demeaning way. He takes it as a teaching opportunity and helps them shift the perception. My second aha moment was actually when I wrote my letter to my daughter in that part about believing in yourself. Because let's face it, as often as we're challenged by others, believing in ourselves is something that we have to show up with every single day. Believing in yourself when no one's cheering for you. Believing in yourself to keep going. Believing in your worth. Believing in your value. Believing in your power. Believing in your growth. Believing in your right to happiness, prosperity, and abundance. Believing that you are enough. Belief and doubt kind of go hand in hand. Both are part of the human experience. Both are necessary emotions and thought processes. It's kind of like if you've never known sadness, happiness may not feel so amazing. Or if you've never seen darkness, how much would you appreciate the light? Sometimes doubt leads to extraordinary things, but it's always mirrored with belief. Someone may doubt one person's research, but believe that they can find the truth. You may doubt one doctor's opinions while believing in another. You may believe in one political candidate or one certain religion and not the other. Now, I've seen this quote float around the internet for a few years now, and maybe it has a different meaning to me today. It said something like, if you can believe in Santa for eight years, you can believe in yourself for five minutes. (laughs) And dang, how true. Sometimes all we need is five minutes. So check in with yourself, take a step back, and gain a little clarity. Where is doubt showing up in your life? How can you meet it or counterbalance it with belief? And of course, part of that is getting clear on your beliefs. I do outline a beliefs journaling exercise in the previous Fuel Your Life Friday episode to help you gain clarity. And and this journal exercise really works for your beliefs around relationships, money, religion, politics, yourselves. I mean, it can be used in multiple ways. So I encourage you to go back and check out that episode and work through the journaling exercise to take this a step further into your self-awareness journey. I hope today's Santa story helped you in some shape or form. I'd love it if you share this episode with a friend or screenshot that you're listening and post it on social media, tag me in it, at MindBizLife, and I'll reshare. You may never know who needs a little dose of belief in their life. Thank you so much for joining me today. Whether you are a first-time listener or you've been tuning in for a while, I appreciate you. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.